SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. I have with me here my co-host that will be going over his championship win, Mr. Jorge Torres. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, actually. Thank you for having me on. I'm so glad to have you on. I heard you on Dave's show last night, and I was like, yes, I got to have my guys on. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. You're very welcome. How do you feel? You know, we feel great. Uh, we feel, I don't want to say that we, you know, we're shocked or um, we are taken aback, but I also don't want to say that we knew it was coming, but we had faith. Uh, we had faith in the coaches. We had faith in our offensive and defensive schemes. So, uh, you know, hats off to everyone. And it was a great game and it feels great. It feels yeah, great. it really was. It was very exciting. Um, heavily defensive game, I would say, because I think at around halftime, the score was 7-6, you guys. And yes. yes. I was like, okay, this is going to be a shootout to the end. But before we get started with the kind of the breakdown of it, let me tell all of my guests what actually happened. So, as you can tell, the Adams won. Um, let me see. One second. And let's take a look at some of All right. All right. So, the Adams won 19-14. And it was a close game, as we were just speaking of. I mean, it was a heavily defensive battle. Um, we didn't know who was going to wind up going out on top because during the second half of the game, it seemed like the Fuel was trying to inch their way back. But this is how it all broke down. So the Fuel had 348 yards passing, 68 yards rushing, and 416 total yards. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 8 seconds with four turnovers. The Adams had 250 yards passing, 42 yards rushing, and 292 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 44 seconds with two turnovers. Great stuff. So, Jorge, what was going through your mind at the time? Uh, it depends, you know. Um, well, let's, first... let's start like right when halftime, when it was 6-7. Halftime. All right, when it was 6-7, you know, I... I had a lot of faith in our defense, regardless, because um, we had the stops, you know. Uh, that one touchdown, that sneak pie, um, I remember it clearly because I actually was the one last on the ball, and I missed the tackle, so he went down the left hash sideline. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't worried. I wasn't going to say I was worried because I knew PJ could pull it off, uh, you know, we got some plays done. We got some huge stops after that. Uh, but up up to the halftime, you know, I was calm. I was cool. Uh, we were in the Albuquerque uh, locker room chat. You know, everyone was still a little tense, you know, a little nervous. But uh, we, 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 we had a good feeling about it. Yeah, and you wound up being victorious. So at the end of the game, um, <clears throat> when you finally saw that score go up, that you 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 finally got your first ring what was that yeah. like well that that was just crazy and um just to give credit here to the fuel you know it was a hard fought battle 
uh, we were biting on nails when they were inching in our red zone. Uh, you know, that could have that could have sealed it. You know, it could have been one of those where uh, we don't have enough time to go back on the clock if there's just one precise ball thrown. So uh, defense held. Defense, I don't think they just held. They excelled. Uh, we, we got that interception that completely sealed it with that knee. So, uh, you know, that that's that it was it was mind boggling to go from so anxious to just completely calm the next second once we got that ball and PJ took that knee and then, you know, we saw it final score uh, Adams win this and I think we're not to boast, but I think we're one. We are the best Adams team uh, that the SFLM has seen so far. So far, I'll say that. Well, yeah, <clears throat> well, yeah, you did your thing, and and it was some highly impressive performances all around. Um, like for instance, with PJ, I know you said when you got down to when it was red zone time, were you kind of nervous because TJ can sometimes, like not TJ, PJ can sometimes throw those interceptions, or what was it? Well, um, I was concerned because uh, run defense was great. Uh, both sides of the ball. So uh, I, I knew after that, after getting a good feel of, of the run defense and how we're going to be playing, that it was going to be a shootout. And uh, as you said, you know, there has been some concerns to PJ's consistency with last game. But uh, that last game, you know, he did have about three or four interceptions. I think three interceptions. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. But he pulled off. He had some great plays that game. So it, it didn't worry me uh, that he was throwing the ball a lot. It, more than anything, I, we just needed to get points on the board because once we had that ball and we were on D, uh, I had no worries. You know, we had a great defensive stop up in the front with Grizzly, uh, me and Marco up in secondary. So we knew we had D unlocked. We just had to capitalize on offense. And yeah. like you said, you know, turnovers was, was going to be a big concern, but it didn't seem to be like that. So it was great. Looking at the stats from it, it that was the deciding factor, I believe, because the fuel had four turnovers versus the two that you all had. Yeah. So mm -hmm. defenses were very busy, especially on the Adams side of the ball. Um, what were coaches instrumental in making sure you all like guiding you in your progressions for everyone, or were you yeah. all doing your own thing? Well, I mean, no, that's, that's one of the things we want to shout out to me personally, uh, Coach Williams, both Coach Williams's, Coach Williams and the Coach Swole, as we call him. But um, they took 100% uh, time in every weekend and week out to make sure that we got the right progressions and not just random progressions, of course, but just uh, progressions to match our build and uh, not to just build around a single player, but to build together as a team. And I really think that's what brought out uh, the best of our defense and, you know, just the best of our overall team. You know, we, we, we are known for having the best defense, but, you know, our offensive players like Ritter, uh, absolute <laughs> monster, absolute <laughs> monster. You know, he's a danger out there. No matter who's out on secondary, you got to watch out for him. And he, he had a great game. Definitely. I mean, it was <laughs> – I think I made a comment in chat a few times where, like, Ritter's is everywhere. Everywhere yeah. he was gonna be, he was, <laughs> he was right there. No, he's he's everywhere. He's a little speedy guy, and um, 
<laughs> I mean, he's he got the job done. So, no, Ritter's a great player. Shout out to him. And I know he's going to go up there high in the draft. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping to land with one of my boys because this, this team was great. And I would really love to play with one of the, of, of the other Adams from this championship team. Amazing. Player of the game was Kyle Finnemore, wide receiver. He had five receptions, 88 yards. Uh, one touchdown and 17.6 yards per catch. Did you imagine Kyle being the player of the game or what did you think it was going to be Nate or PJ or even maybe somebody from defense? I mean, it could have been anyone, to be honest. You know, uh, I didn't have my eyes set on the MVP of the game. Mm -hmm. If I have to put a, a name on it, though, I, I did think Nate, you know, because uh, we were definitely going to come out, pass that ball around. So if Nate got open, I knew he'd pick up yards. Uh, I would. Uh, I thought he'd. I. He. He. You know. He. He. He was too conservative. But I. I did think he would get the ball more. So it was a little bit of a surprise to me. But hey, you know, complete congratulations to him. He deserves that, and to have that in the championship game, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. So congrats to him. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get to know a little bit more about you, as a player. Sure. Okay. Of course. So, what is, give us your age, hometown, and some interesting facts about yourself and your favorite NFL team. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm 23, and my hometown is actually uh, not where my home is. Uh, I, I'm from Mexico, uh, Tampico, so that's off the Gulf Coast. Lived there until I was seven years old and then moved up here to Houston. Uh, and I've played football ever since. So I was basically in from peewee up to high school. And uh, now I am a media major at the University of Houston. And I would have to say, I mean, I don't want to say the Texans are my favorite team because, you know, I, I, I can't deal with what's been going on right now. But, um, you know what I'll say, you know, the Texans, I'll, 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 I'll stick with them through and through. Yeah. Listen, you have to. You have yeah. to. I know. Sometimes yeah. your team is not. Trust me. Listen, I'm a Bears and Falcons fan. Anybody that knows me knows that. So, I mean, but but did did you get Julio Jones? You know, Julio Jones traded for a fourth round pick. No. Did, you know, did Khalil Mack go for a fourth round pick? No. But no. had a chance to get Pat Mahomes in Chicago. But oh, Pat that's true. Uh, now got Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, but come on, you have to feel my pain a little bit. I you know, do. Kenny Stills is out. You know, Deshaun Watson has no weapons. We got blown out by the Bears. We got blown out by the Bears this week. So it was, you know, it's kind of scary, you know, it's going down in Houston. I think we haven't had this losing streak since 2007, they were saying, yeah. 2008. So, yeah, I mean, it's called rebuilding phase. That's what, whenever my teams aren't doing too good, and uh, you know, it, it, and it's just, it's just one of those years. Actually, the, the Falcons got rid of their GM and coach, and they've been doing a little bit better. So yeah, it's a rebuilding phase, but you're a true fan for sticking it out. That's, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, even more so that Bill O'Brien now is gone. You know, I, I get drawn way, way back in there because I mean, ultimately, um, we have a great team. Uh, we just didn't have a great coach. So yeah. uh, now, I mean, as everyone in the SFL can see, you know, great coaches comes great teams. 
that's an Adam example right there. Very much so. Um, how did you find us anyway? How did you find the league? Well, um, I actually, before I even found out about the SFL, I would just like to up, like team build a lot in Madden. So I would make franchise leagues and uh, you know input my friends or players and whatever. And when I realized there was an actual league for that on YouTube, I took huge interest in that. So like I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign up immediately and tell my friends about it. So um, it was it was actually just I think I was watching another YouTuber, I think TD Barrett, some you know uh, some Madden uh, playalongs, and uh, I saw it on the sideline. And it was. I don't know which game it was. I think it was the the Super Bowl with the Aztecs, and I was like, "This seems interesting." So I clicked it, and it was a great game. And I was like, "Whoa, I have not been this because like the whole aspect of the commentators." Which shout out to Tyler and everyone you know in the booth. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do, especially in the championship game, which was greatly called, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that that just it gives such a great aspect, and I love. Uh, the you know it's a family community too. You know you can you have families uh, that uh, you know have their daughters, um, and their kids, and you know sister, in laws, and anything, and it just sets that little competitive edge and you know a spark of conversation whenever you know you're all around. So it, it's it's awesome. It's a great league that gives back for sure. It does. I mean, even with families, I mean, you have people bringing their whole families, like the Royals and. Or you have the husband and wife teams, like the Halls. I call them the Bonnie and Clyde of football now. So, they're from Carolina, right? No, they went to. Uh, they're in Vancouver. Vancouver. Gotcha. Yes, they're in the Vancouver. Okay. Awesome. Well, yes. Represent. It is definitely. So tell me, why did you want to be a free safety? And if you are not, do you have a secondary position that you'd be interested in if you are not chosen as free safety? Yes. Well, um, I've played quarterback uh, since Pee Wee, you know, and I I like the, being able to see the schemes both offensively and defensively. And uh, the fact that I'm on the opposite side of the ball virtually than when I am uh, in real life when I played, you know, in middle school and high school and learned everything about how to read defenses and uh you know all the check downs and everything it, it made me really interested because uh first of all quarterback wasn't taken like let's let, let, just take that off the board i wasn't available to make a quarterback but then i said you know i want to be able to be the antagonist to that quarterback position because i know how it works i know you know where not to throw it to and where if it's going somewhere or just how the and especially how the uh the sfl has uh, that 2K game because I don't know the name of it. It always escapes with me, uh, for the love of it. What's what, what's it called? The All Pro, uh, All Pro football. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That simulation I think is way more realistic than Madden. Even though the gameplay, obviously, and the gra- graphics may not, you know, be up to par with Madden. That whole simulation and how the quarterback can check down by reading the defense. Uh, that's not really seen in Madden simulation. Yet. So that was just another aspect that, you know, the realism, the realism factor really drew me into wanting to be a defensive player and not just, you know, having some random AI with nothing, you know, like go one way and just it's a cover two and you just stand in the middle and 
no, it, it, it's a lot more engaging. So that's why. Okay. I love it. So, um, in for, for anybody that's listening to just because that quarterback position is not available at that moment, you never know. Cause I didn't think it was available. And here I am. So this yeah. depends. it depends. Do you, do you imagine yourself in being involved in the league with any other capacity like stats or broadcasting? Cause I know that you mentioned that or like um, being a GM or maybe a, a scout or anything. Well, I've spoken to a couple teams that have reached out to me already uh, through the draft process, and um, they have had that same question. And I'm going to say the same thing that I told every single one of them. Uh, I love football. I think I have a high football IQ, and uh, especially playing quarterback, you know, for a good portion of my life. Uh, I I love just looking out and reading offensive schemes, and I would love to be a coach of an SFLM team. Uh, I, you know, I would love to do what Williams did for us. And I know Williams, you know, felt great. And, you know, the coaches were so hyped up and so invested in us. And just to have this championship, you know, I, I want that feeling. So, yeah, of course, I would love to be an SFLM coach. Okay, awesome. I love it. So describe the Albuquerque Adams locker room. Well, um, we're very, very... I don't want to say hyper. That's a little childish word for we're we're always we're we're very energetic. You know, we're very vocal. We're very vocal. We're very vocal locker room. Uh, we you know we always try and put each other up. And uh, I mean, whenever someone uh, gets, for example, um, I think one of our defensive players during the semifinals got defensive player of the week. You know, everyone was in there giving them you know pats on the back, congratulations, stuff like that. So uh, we were very close knitted team, and it's uh, it's more like a family, and everyone, uh, it, it's kind of bittersweet to be honest right now. In there, uh, we're all going to be leaving each other, but hopefully, uh, we get to be in the locker room while the draft is going, you know, so we can see where our fellow Adams are going, and you know, who knows, we might be able to play with one, two, or maybe three. Uh, but I, 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 I don't think too many teams have high enough uh, picks for that, so. <laughs> we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I bet you guys are a hot value commodity right now, especially since you got a you got a ring. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, we uh, you know, Adams for life, uh, Coach Williams, both Coach Williams, Coach Wolves. Uh, shout out to Grizz. Shout out to Marco Swift. Couldn't be here, but uh, you know, all love to everyone. Yeah. Um, it was it was a great season, and I couldn't have asked you know to go to war with any of other Warriors than the Albuquerque Adams. So that's how I feel about it. Phenomenal, man. So, what type of personality? I got a couple more questions. What sure. type of personality do you bring to someone's locker room? Well, um, I I'm, I'm very competitive. I'm a competitive guy. Um, I, I really like just, you know, light the fire in that locker room. Uh, if it's game day, you know, game day, uh, we're, you know, blasting it up with gifs, trying to get everyone, you know, get in the chat, get involved. Uh, you know, when the game doesn't go our way, we don't hang our heads low. You know, we try to work on what we did wrong and we learn from your mistakes. And, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So, you know, we don't, we don't, 
we never give up and my mentality is the same you know i don't give up and if i ever get down you know i gotta get back up so how do you how do you handle the trash talk and the adversity that comes with taking those ills sometimes it depends um obviously uh you know trash talk's part of every sport and if you you know if you if you don't do a little trash talk you know i don't think you're competitive I mean, I'm not going to say you can't be competitive without trash talking, but uh, there's just that special, you know, kind of like ugh, that special edge, you know, that comes to it and it hypes yourself up. And in the moment, you know, sometimes you've got to have a big ego to make big plays. And um, I'm not I'm not saying I'm specifically that type of guy, but, you know, if, if someone's, you know, saying that they're going to throw on me and, and I, I, I pick you a couple of times in a game, I'm I'm. I'm gonna say something, you know. It's just a, it, 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 it's that kind of thing, you know. You know, like I don't let myself get pushed. You know, if you push me, I'm gonna shove back. That's right. Hey, I feel you. I, I definitely understand. <laughs> so, what do you? What are your expectations from the team or of the team that drafts you? Man, uh, I don't. I, I I expect what I give, which is obviously respect. Uh, I expect a good locker room. Um, you know, I don't want toxicity. Uh, that's what's one of the big things that I tell GMs when I, when they ask me, you know, what do I bring to the locker room? Uh, if I sense there's any bit of it, I, excuse me, I, um, I, I would just, you know, I, I, I stray away from that. Toxicity is the number one thing that I really don't want to see. And I doubt I would see it in the SFL. I didn't see it with the Albuquerque Adams in the SFLM. But, uh, you know, throughout chat and everything, I assume there's teams that, you know, right now are going through rough patches. And uh, just, just I'm, I'm expecting, I think, to get right to the answer, I think that I'm expecting someone that's gonna know that if they pick me that they pick me for a reason and i don't expect to get picked as a second choice that that's what i'll say i think if i get picked right off the board i think the team knew what they were getting when they were going to get me and that's why they picked me all right wait. i like that i like that so what are you most looking forward to with the draft that's going to be happening well, saturday sunday and monday I'm, I'm gonna be very anxious the first day because uh, I mean there's so many atoms that are first round talent like oh my gosh like you know it actually you know you know Grizz you know Marco uh, Adam Leach uh, Ritters yes uh, man like you know like I'm 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 about to name you know a whole eleven but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be. It might be another bittersweet. I'm not sure. There's a lot of talented players and there's a lot of players in my team because I'm not going to put myself in a pedestal that have better stats than me and that I expect will go higher than me. So uh, I will be happy for them, of course. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a cool thing seeing, you know, teammates you fought alongside with, uh, you know, getting the opportunity. And, you know, if it comes in the first pick, if it comes in the second round, you know, uh, all I know is... I think that I'm going to be picked exactly for the reason the team needs me and I will not hesitate to bend uh, or mold into something that a team needs me to do. Uh, I've been asked to play cornerback a couple times and I'm completely open to that. 
uh, I think my skill set and my progressions uh, have led me to believe that I could perform a lot better and pick up way more stats on the cornerback position. Uh, just as a free safety, I'm up to four interceptions. Uh, you know, Leach is a monster. And uh, Marco as well. And if they had me on the other side, I think. Uh, not downplaying anyone, but I, I just think that would be an insane set of cornerbacks. So uh, more uh, looking deeper into the later part of the season, I started realizing that. So uh, whether it's FS1 or, you know, CB1, uh, I'm coming for any offense, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to stop. So I'm going to keep grinding and I'm going to try and get, you know, the best out of myself. All right. I love it, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. And before I let you know, two things. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, actually, actually, I do. When when are you planning on drafting me so I can give Jacob McCall some work? <laughs> when, like, what round? I just need to know just so I can, you know, get, get, get some smack going on. Well, you know, it depends because, like I said, when when you win the championship like that, in, in the grand style that you did, and then you guys were one of the number one defense. If you, I think you were the number one defense in the yes, yeah, number one defense. Yes, ma'am. I already know that you have Tom and Ray, you have DC Dragons, you have all these other people that's ahead of us, and we're picking like number thirteen. So it'll be awesome if you were there. I would love to take you, but I don't even think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna go like top ten, personally. Well, I hope so. You know, uh, that that's a dream. But hey, if I come play with you, Ash, that'd be awesome as well. So um, I make it happen, brother. I'm trying to tell you, I would love to have you. <laughs> it'd be a win-win. It's a win-win for us. If I don't go in the top ten, then you know, I'm 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 falling right to your lap. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have another one? Um, what did you think was the most exciting part of the game? And uh, how, how do you think, just so we can give the fuel, you know, a little bit of spotlight, uh, did you think that they had a chance after the second half when we were down 6-7? Did yes. you think at any point that it was their game? I thought that they definitely had a chance. Um, yeah. Because of <laughs> Riley Quintero. If you, yeah, no, yeah, hell of a game for contain Riley. He reminds me of, of, um, kind of like a T-Roy Gaines almost. Yeah. If you give him an inch, he will take it and, and run a mile. So once I saw him starting to get more active, I was like, uh-oh. Now, I chose you guys to win, by the way. Everybody, Ooh. I was right. I did choose the Adams. <laughs> um... I thought that there was going to be a turnaround once I saw him starting to get the yardage. Once I started, once I started, the, once I saw the points starting to hit the board for the fuel, I was like, "Ooh!" And then I st- I did not see Coach Swole talking. Normally, if he's not talking in chat, that means he's nervous. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, he's nervous. They're scoring. I'm not sure how it's going to play out." But you guys did it. You guys pulled out the that win. So. But fuel, please don't don't sleep on any of the fuel players because they made it to the championship, so they had to be doing something good in order to 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 make it this far too. But yeah, 
and even Christian Brown, even though you guys got to him a lot, <laughs> you know, y'all yeah. were sacking him a lot, but Christian Brown was doing his thing as well, you know, getting the yeah. ball out to everybody as best he could. So, yeah. Well, well you know, like that, that, that's what the championship is, you know, the two best teams. So, uh, you know, we didn't expect to go in and play any lackluster team, that's for sure. Uh, you know, we uh, we came in there with, you know, game mentality, game on, you know, uh, laser focus, tunnel vision. And uh, we didn't expect anything else but a dogfight, which was what we got. And uh, big ups to the fuel, you know, for putting up that dogfight with us. It was a great game. It would have been way more disappointing in my aspect if it would have been a blowout. Yeah. So... I appreciate the fight. Appreciate that fight. Totally agree. When you do have those blowouts, it does take a little bit of excitement away from the game because, hey, you're 45 and you're like three and it's a third quarter. I'm like, okay, unless something is getting ready to pop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were just waiting for it to end. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. And but, I, I mean, the broadcasters too, because they got to sit here and try to still make it interesting, even though. This is what's happening. Oh yeah. Oh, they have to just filler it up. <laughs> you know, a, a good a good second half of fillers. But you know that that's true. Uh, what's great was that um, that really close six seven score going into halftime, which uh, you know made it even way more tense. We were you know in the chat in our personal uh, locker room chat. We were pretty stressed out. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, you know at the beginning of the interview, uh, I. We all believed in it. We all believed in the system and our coaches, and we got out that win. I felt it on both sides, though. I could tell from a few players and from the Adams players that you all were very nervous as to how everything was going to turn out, you know? And yeah. that, is, that is the emotional content of sports. You love the ups, the downs, the, the, the excitement that goes into it, and the drama was real, you know? Yeah. And... I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of it and glad to have witnessed such a great game and kudos shout outs to all of you for putting on a great show it was well worth the wait and i think that the rookies this season not to say anything um not to say anything negative about any of the other rookies but or any of the other rookie classes but i think that you guys were the most excited the whole time throughout the entire Thing. and kudos to you all for that you know yeah I, I i definitely felt that i mean uh i'm a rookie this year so i i can't speak mm -hmm. for the uh past rookies but uh there was definitely the aspect of brothership in that locker room which intensified everything and relationships were made uh both with the coaches and with the fellow players which you know uh once you get that bond going on and you know you know, you're both in the same team. And, you know, for me and Marco, I think, uh, started talking to him a lot more, uh, you know, since we're both on secondary and we both see each other out there making plays. Uh, just like that last interception where it's a, uh, you know, it's a swat and then someone else picks it up. You know, they're going crazy in the chat. You don't even like have me to tell you, you know, everyone was going off. It was an absolute dream. You know, to my first rookie season to get that championship ring. So, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. It was it absolutely feels crazy. And we're going down to the draft this Saturday uh, with my highest hopes. Um, hoping I don't have to watch uh, the rest of the two days to get my name called. But obviously, I will be watching. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Fantastic. Any more questions for me? 
I did have one more question. I was hoping sure. we were going to lead up to this. Okay, so um, we mentioned PJ Slaughter's. Um, he's a great player. You know, he's a playmaker when he can protect the football. Um, did you think that he was going to have more turnovers coming on that second half? Did you think it was going to start like as a slippery slope? In a sense, yes, because last game, I believe there were like 11, inter- it was 11 turnovers for the entire game. I want to say yes. it was five and six, but I want to say Adams had only five. Um, so it just seems that it's a little nervousness there, and it may be because of his build, maybe his recovery isn't... Um, where it needs to be or things like that or maybe he needs to just consider adding quick release to it to kind of you know get the ball out there just to you know to but there are different adjustments but pj was amazing you know Mm -hmm. um i think i've given him player of the week as well you know yeah um yeah he has those moments where he shines but i could say that about anybody i could say that about myself you know as many as many interceptions as i throw i think i threw like seven in one game at one point so you know, it, it happens. But as long as you're taking the time out to making sure that you're progressing your player, the main core attributes first, then you'll be good to go. You know, um, yeah. if you're going to be adding anything, make sure that your attributes are almost the, the main, the, the, the most important ones are right at 90. If not, if not 90, right there before you start adding those high value animations and things like that. Because of course. if you don't, you can have, you can look pretty all day with all these animations, but if your recovery is only like 75, bro, you throwing it, you're not reading everything properly. So you, not only are you getting sacked, you're gonna be taking a lot of losses. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's a lot. That's uh, one of the things, you know, uh, keep in mind, obviously, if you're making a quarterback and uh, you're coming into the SFLM, uh, those attributes, you know, especially for a position that crucial, uh, you know, I would I would definitely take my time and speak to my coaches and uh, a lot of former or not former. Uh, well, I guess former SFLM players uh, who have a little more experience with that and get their uh, knowledge about those progressions. But PJ, um, I want to give my answer to that because that's a question that I think we were all asking ourselves after the second half. Uh, were we just going to completely fluke the game? Uh, you know, we had two field goals up on the board. Um, I had complete faith in PJ. Uh, I know, despite two turnovers, that, you know, a, a quarterback is only as good as if he can throw three interceptions and still get back up and keep throwing. And if you're making plays, despite making those turn setbacks and, you know, those turnovers, if you can win the game, that's what really matters. You know, uh, turnovers do cost you, you know, a lot. And the fuel learned that the hard way, you know, they got those four turnovers. And like you said, I think that was really the deciding factor. But uh, with PJ, he did have some turnovers, but he also did have that drive within him to finish the game off. And, you know, I I think it takes a great player to do that. I think it takes great coaches also to know exactly how you were saying what to progress and when to progress it. Uh, PJ moves nice in the pocket. I know what you're saying with the animations. You know, he kind of has that improviser uh, kind of feel to him. 
which does lead to a lot of those interceptions, throwing off balance, you know, getting uh, throwing off a hit. So, uh, I mean, despite everything and all those turnovers, I think PJ is a great quarterback, and he's you know he's my quarterback. That's right. That's my that's my quarterback, and you know he got us that ring. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations to PJ because he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been very vocal in the chat. I'm sure he has stuff going on, but I just wanted to shout him out personally. And he had a great game, and he led us to victory. He led us to victory. Just the defense shut everything else down. Didn't allow anything else. So exactly, yeah. and that's all that matters. Hell, he got a ring. I don't. There yeah. you go. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Any more? Um, what are your needs this offseason? We are looking to fill defensive tackle and free safety positions. Gotcha. All right. And I mean, I asked you this, I think, earlier, but uh, it was off off air. So if if you got Grizz, if by some reason, if by Grizz falling down, to number 13 which is you know you know like seeing someone walk on water i feel like this draft i don't think a lot of people would uh, pass up on them but you'd pull the trigger on that wouldn't you that would definitely be something i would seriously seriously consider yeah no i mean players like him uh i think come you know once every two three uh generations like that in the sflm so i'm He's, you know, he's one of the the guys that we look up to in the locker room, actually. Right. Uh, and he has that aura about that. him. You know that. I know that. I'm sure everybody else knows that, too. So that's why yeah. it's very hard to say who you would definitely want to take, because there are a few of you I would definitely love to add to the, to the roster. But the the thing is, are you going to be there when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when we're selecting, you know? And yeah. I said, when you're a champion, you're gonna go first. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, when you're, when you're a champion, or if you're very active in the community, such as like Matt Ryan, well, um, that's Matt Ryan, um, Mike Ryan, aka Tyler Fall. You know, I swear, I think he's gonna go number one because of what he does. And yes, he was with the Memphis River Runners, but he does so much other things for the community that we as owners and GMs, we can tell that he's going to be invested. Yeah. We can look at you and say, okay, we see what you do, not only on the field, but what you do for the league. Yeah, you're going to be a hot commodity. That's why I already know you most of you and most of your team probably ain't going to be available. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I actually do have uh, one last question. This is going to benefit anyone that uh, wants to come in the league. And uh, we have a couple uh, people in the Adams locker room that have been talking to their friends after the win, showing them, you know, the championship game, and they've been trying to get on board. So, uh, when when would you recommend would be the best time to create your player? Would would you would you wait until after the draft so you so you see what positions are open uh, going into the SFLM and or who's going back? Uh, for a second year, or would you just, you know, tell them to do it right now? Hmm. Kind of hard to say, because if you wait until after the draft, and let's say, because you never know what you're going to need. You never know who's going to leave during the season. Mm-hmm. But you can try to, if, if like with me, I decided to do one offensive player and one defensive player, just in case. 
you know, if that I was, I wanted to be a wide receiver and then a defensive tackle. So if, if the teams were not going to be choosing wide receivers, I know somebody was going to get me for that. So I would probably suggest you maybe consider doing one of each. I would, I would probably wait to towards maybe the middle of the season, the regular season to kind of see where everybody is. Talk to people. That's the number one thing that you can do. Keep in touch with owners, GMs, say, hey, you know, uh, it's coming upon the end of the season. I'm just wondering if you were foreseeing any different positions that'll be available. So you can kind of slide that in and go ahead and create that player so you know that she'll be needed. Yeah. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, that's that, that's great, and and that's smart. I I actually didn't think about that. You know, reaching out to them prior to making the player. Uh, that was one of the mistakes I made. Well, I don't feel it was a mistake, but uh, you know, it's it's just something that you can do on top of uh, being prepared if you really want to get that full experience and you know get the position you want, uh, and not you know uh, not saying there's nothing wrong with playing another year in the SFLM. But if you want to get picked right back up and uh, you know go straight to the pro, well, I mean, you know that that's a good way to do it. You know, uh, getting in contact with GMs and coaches, and I learned that you know after coming in and now throughout the whole draft process, I've reached out as well as getting reached out. So now I'm getting the whole gist of it. You so can that, ask, that's, you know, you can ask any owner, you can ask any GM. I was talking to everybody when I first started. Like I was, but we didn't have the SFLM like you guys do. So that's a great, great way for you to progress your player and to see how well you're gonna do in the pros. We only had one game to showcase our talent, yeah. and we had to do a little bit more talking, you know, just to get people to remember us. You want to make that impact with people. You know, and if you can yep. do that, if you can have these owners and GMs say, you know what, that guy was so nice. I do remember him. You know, I wonder what's up with him. Hey, I'm getting ready to lose my free safety in, in I don't know, week six. I'm going to have to wind up replacing him. Let me see who I can keep my eye on and, look, you know, keep in contact. And you never know. Yeah. So. Awesome. Hey, Hard Hey, this was fun. I invite you to come back on my show anytime you want to. I kind of want to thank you. Follow the rookies as they go along. So you come back on after you drafted, and then you come back on yes. later on in the season to let me know how everything is going and how you're enjoying everything. And this season, I'm actually going to be doing some guest hosts like you did tonight, which I appreciate. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, just trying to add a little bit more style and flair to the to the podcast and things like that, and try to get everybody involved that wants to be. So keep your eye out for that. I'll be calling you. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will definitely be expecting that. And I, and I am going to take you up on that post-draft uh, interview, you know, uh, hoping it might be a Scorpion jersey. <laughs> I might be repping a Scorpion hoodie, who knows. But uh, I'll, I'll definitely see you after the draft. All right. Thank you so much. But before I let you go, this is the second thing I was talking about. You got to give me the last word. So that could be a song, that can be a poem, or a simple shout-out. Right now, the floor is yours. Uh, well, I'm going to give a simple shout out once again to my coaches because without them, I would have not gotten any stats that I pulled off this whole season. And I came in as a late uh, signee, I think week three, 
maybe if i'm if i'm correct so who knows what i i could have done if i got those first three weeks first so but they with with the time that i had and uh you know coaching staff that i had they helped me completely uh make a great build of a player and a build that can be versatile both as a free safety and a cornerback in my opinion so shout out to coach williams shout out to coach swoles and that's about it Phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on, and I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing where you go in the draft, all right? If it ain't Thank to you, us, if it's not to us, then I'm going to be looking to not throw the ball your way <laughs> during the season. <laughs> I got you. All right. But if you do remember, tell Jacob that I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. I got him. Sure. I got him. <laughs> I'm going to lock him down. If, if, if I don't go to you, I'm going to lock him down. One we'll on that note. <laughs> got you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Of course. All right, everybody. Stay tuned, because up next, I have Mr. Andre Krim, now member of the LA Likings. Stay tuned. And welcome back to my fourth and goal interview featuring Mr. Andre Krim, new member of the LA Likings. How are you doing? I'm great, Ash. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Now, the last time I talked to you, you were a member of the Mexico City Aztecs. That's right. Right. So I've just been drafted by the Aztecs. Yeah. Yeah. So before I get into all of that, just give us a brief overview of yourself, um, like your name, age, hometown, interesting facts, and then your um, favorite NFL team. All right. Um, well, my real name is Thomas Riddell. I'm from Burlington, Ontario, Canada, which is about, which is a suburb of Toronto, about maybe an hour outside of the main city. Mm -hmm. um, I'm retired. And my, uh, right now my favorite team is Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, who, that's for as long as they have Matthew Stafford. And then where Stafford goes, I'll probably follow Stafford. Oh, okay, okay. I, w I was a Calvin fan. Calvin left. They still had Stafford, so I stayed. <laughs> yeah, I miss Megatron. He was there. That was he was good stuff. Yeah, good, good guy to watch. Up for the Hall of Fame this year. That's right. That's right. Give us one interesting fact about yourself. I used to work at the Royal World Trade Center. Oh wow! So what did you do, and how? Were you there during 9-11? Well, of course, you weren't there during 9-11, but were you around that area? Yeah, that I time? was. Oh, um, wow. I was on leave when the building came down. Um, and for the grace of God, uh, the fact that I was on leave saved my life. But um, I, was a, I was basically a server technician. I looked after servers. Um, server went down, I had to go repair it. So you basically, it's a blessing that you're here right now. It is. It is. Well, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are, dear. Well, thank you. Um, so let's get into the fun stuff. So you're a member of the LA Likens. What made you want to go to LA of all the teams that were available? Well, I, I had a few talk to me. Um, but after talking to Tom and Ray, um, they, you know, they, they laid everything out real clear. Um, they, they, they both came from 
uh, backgrounds uh, where they know the league inside out. And also, um, they came from locker rooms that were active. That was my biggest gripe with Mexico City was the locker room was not real active. So, okay. Ramos, Ramos himself, amazing. Um, I'm still pretty close with him. I thought I'm always talking to him over on uh, over on our uh, Discord. So, okay. And so, how would you describe your overall, besides the locker room aspect? Because I, I understand that that's not something that you were, you know, too keen on. Describe your experience in Mexico City as a whole. It was good. Okay. Um, you know, um, the one, you know, you learn a lot when you're in a locker room with Ramos Lynn. You do. Um, when I went and got, uh, my own team in another league, Ramos helped me build the players out, which he took his time for that, you know, and I'll always, uh, thank him for that. Nice. Um, you know. I wanted to be a defensive end. I was I was a tackle in Mexico, and when I came into uh, joining the uh, SFL, I wanted to be an end. But at the time, they didn't have any end spots, so I just played tackle, and I knew I could slide over later, which is what I'm doing now in LA. Okay, I will definitely agree with you about um, Ramos. He is. I had him on a show about three weeks ago, something like that. And I listen, my great show. Oh my God, I, I really, super chill guy, very informative. Like he he let me know some things. Now I've been in the league for a minute, you know, at least for, it's gonna be four seasons now. And there were some things that he explained to me that I had no idea, but I can see the kind of person that he is as far as you have any questions, he's very detail orientated. So he'll be yeah. happy to help you, things like that. So yeah. that's, that's really good. So if you were allowed to change your position to defensive end, would you have remained in Mexico City? You know, I wanted to know a little more about the league. I, I've been to Mexico, and I like Ramos, but the locker room was just kind of quiet. I, yeah. I wanted to go to a locker room which was a little more active, you know. Um, recently, we uh, we had a scrimmage, and we had we had, we had had 15 people in there just for a scrimmage in, in L.A. And that wouldn't have happened in Mexico. So. Gotcha. gotcha. So they seem like, you know, being L.A., they're the new, the, the new hot team and things like that. So people are excited and, you know, they want to show that, hey, we're here for you and all that. So I, I get that. Um, now, I'm looking at your numbers, though. I'm looking at your stats from Mexico City when you were a tackle. And you had 20. You did pretty good. You had 20 tackles, seven assists. You had six sacks, nine tackles for loss. So I think that you built and one fumble recovery. And one fumble recovery. Yes, right. How did it feel to get that? Uh, I think I think that was um, I think that was a third game of the season. So it, that was a surprise. Broccoli knocked it out, and I was just there to pick up the pieces. So, um, did you get any yardage after you picked it up? Were you able to run? No, nah, I just I just I was just a, like a big fat whale. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> you got it. So that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> so, how would you describe the locker room experience? Well, how would you describe your experience in LA so far? So far, so good. But we all know um, it's like it's like dating somebody for the 
for the first couple of months. It's always good for the first couple of months. So when the chips get down and things like that, that's when you really find out what they're made of. I got you. I got yep. you. Um, how is it working with Sully on the new show that you guys have? Oh, man, he's a blast. <laughs> my God, I swear he's, he's my brother from another mother. What a great guy. <laughs> Holy gee. You know, um, he, he goes ahead and he writes the shows out. I don't have to write the shows anymore. When I did the, uh, the Mexico City podcast, I was doing everything on my own. So it's nice to have a partner in crime who can take half the load away. Right. I just show up, read my script, and, and we go. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that does help a lot. And Sully is very creative with what he, he is. Did, so. um, I could see why, that, why, they, why they made him, you know, the, the social media director. But, so, you know, so, but director of communications and, and social media, we, go, we work hand in hand all the time, you know. Yeah, definitely, I understand. So, how do you how? What do you plan to do for LA that you did not do for Mexico? Like, if you can go back and just say, you know, I wish I would have done things a little bit differently here. I'm just going to bring that over to LA. What would you say? If I would have one thing, it would probably be, you know, that's a real good question. I think I would probably. You know, asked to do more. If, if you know, I, I was I was a little conservative back then. You know, um, and I think I've done that by taking on the director of communications job. Mm -hmm. um, basically, I'm sitting there and I'm cataloging um, all the all player stats. I'm cataloging team history, um, all in Excel, which I've never done before. Um, yeah. I'm I'm also looking after um, the the stream. Uh, I'm trying to remember that, but stream something uh, for the. Uh, oh, stream. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking after that as well. Um, plus, when uh, the um, assignments come out for for upgrades, I got to hand those out. Mm -hmm. So it's so I'm doing a lot more than there. I was just running the podcast and showing up for Mexico. I'm, do, I'm a lot more active now with LA, which is understandable because sometimes when you're when you're new to the league or you know when you're in your earlier seasons, you kind of just want to take your time and you want to kind of get to know the feel of the team, get to know what you what you will be willing to do, try to find out what you want to do, things like right. that. So I get that, and it definitely seems like you're a lot you know a lot happier. I so there. far, as I said, so far so good. Good, 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 good. So let's say this may be a difficult question to answer now, but if it's a situation to where LA turns out to, they, they get uninspired, they're not in the locker room, they're not doing that. Is there something that you will do to kind of jar them into getting more active? You know, because LA is a new team, you got to give them more than a year. Yeah. Um, Okay. Because I mean, Mexico City, their culture was set. Yeah. L.A. This is this is technically this is the a lot of the a lot of the guys are left over from Chicago, who they basically um, took over, and then you've got guys from um, Vegas, uh, Carolina, and I believe we have one guy from from the Jacksonville Kings as well. So it's going to take a little bit to gel. So 
you know, I'm hoping I can stick around for two years and help build that culture. So. Awesome. Now, when you were on Dave's show, the Dave Action Show that's available on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. I I noticed that Gerald Wrinkler just came at you. Gerald. <laughs> oh man. Like what was what was that whole thing about? <laughs> uh, Gerald basically, you know, I just think was trying to make sure that not all the sides were saw. Um I don't blame him for that. Um a matter of fact, I think it helped me get where I am in LA. So I have no real no uh, grudges to him. No, okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, no. the questions weren't bad. It was just it seemed like he was just very what's the word? Aggressive. Adamant about making sure you answer some of those. <laughs> but you know what? I um I don't think I'd have it any other way. Yeah. My father always told me that, you know, if you're in hot water, the only way you're going to get out is put one leg over the other and handle your problem. So There you go. There you, you go. Know? So I, I don't mind. I've never been afraid of the tough questions. Never will be. Awesome. And what about um, the adversity and the backlash that you have received from leaving Mexico have you has that subsided has that increased a little bit since you've been a, since you've been accepted to LA what was the do you want to know something there really wasn't that much of a backlash nice Ramos was good with me going because I gave him a head advantage uh, an advantage the only place I, I got the real backlash was when was from Winkler <laughs> <laughs> everybody in everybody uh, in Mexico City understood why I, I wanted to go and they were good with it Okay. You know, so, I mean, because I don't know if it was a situation to where maybe you had told him something and then you had said something else on the show and then he was just like, "No, that's not what you said." Well, when you're new to the league, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, as I said, do I? I always consider these relationships. So, this is a new relationship. I just got drafted. It's mm -hmm. brand new to me. I've never been in this league before. You say things before you really know what's going on. True. And that's true sometimes. And that, you know, that and that bit me in the butt. Yeah. It did. So But you learn, right? Oh, absolutely. You learn with it. You learn with every mistake. And you don't grow without mistakes. So So when do you guys when do you and Sully plan on doing another show is there a schedule like you guys are going to be doing it on certain days or certain topics whenever we both have time ah, got it got it you know it's we've put out two we're in the process of writing uh number three okay. we're hoping to record sometime uh, next week uh in between that i'll be built i got to build a new computer because the current mm. one has gotten slow and you build and with and I, I, I do all the I do all the recording for the shows on my end and I do all the um, editing on my end so I gotta get the new rig up and get it going and then we'll go from there so he's the writer and you're the operations expert kind of right love it right. I love it nice team there nice team great so, guy to team with how would you describe your relationship with Ray and Tom oh man 
Tom is very laid back. So is Ray. Um, but you know, you get them. You get them in a room where all of us are in there. It's a party. Oh my god. <laughs> I bet. I you know, bet it is. Tom's sitting there and, we're, and, he, and he's and he's working and he's working on a, doing a sim and Ray sitting there. And all of a sudden, they talked me into doing like I have a like I used to do a lot of impressions as a kid, and I broke into impressions. And Ray's sitting there cracking jokes, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, Ray needs to get herself out a little about there a little bit more. You know, she's funny, but she can be a little bit shy sometimes. Yeah, and you know, I'm hoping you know being around the, this Motley crew, and we've got some Motley crew guys in, in uh, here in LA. And so it, it's going to be fun. Okay. What kind of content are you guys going to cover on your show? Are you going to be doing SFL things only? Are you going to be doing a little bit of everything? Or Well, it'll, it'll probably be more uh, LA-based uh, and, and league-based. Okay. Um, like I know next week we're, we're going to be talking about our roster in particular, all our signings as we lead up to the, to the draft. Um, and then we're going to look outside of our team and see who's signed elsewhere. Uh, one of the best signings I've seen uh, was your signing of TJ Punk, who I'm great friends with. You know, TJ. TJ is an absolute blast. Yes, yes. And you know, he was on the Scorpions as a non-contract player. Before. Yeah, I know that. And then Mexico City kind of grabbed him and look in. <laughs> you got him back though. Did. I'm so happy. You know, he's the creator of my um, my bubblegum logo, the one with my afro out and my ear. Yeah, well, he he did he did one for me too, and it's got a picture of Sinbad on it. But it's Mexico City. I'm gonna get him to do a new one for me. All right, that'd be, and then you can share it with us. I would love to see that. <laughs> oh man, so this is good stuff. So Andre, where do you see yourself in the league in five years and in life? Well, in five years, that'd be ten oh. seasons. Uh, well, hopefully, alive and kicking and still and still here. Right. But I'd like to see myself as owner of a of a team in Toronto in the league. There you go. See, it, now, it, you, you know, going to steal Mark you know, from. I, I I I love Vancouver, even though we're playing in the same division. Right. But Andy Andy's still an American. I would like to be the first Canadian owner owning a real Canadian team in the league. Okay, that's respectable. You know, but you know, I'd like to have some partners to go along with that because you know, that that cost between the Canadian dollar and U.S. dollar, it, ouch. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine, dear. You know, I had um, toyed with the idea of wanting to be an owner myself, and I said that I was going to do the Tokyo Samurais <laughs> if I was ever going to do it. <laughs> but you know, being an owner seems like it could be a little daunting at times. But, so I already do a lot. Like I do well, a lot. <laughs> so you know, I'm talking to the boys from from Lone Star quite a bit. Wally and Wally says, "Are you sure you really want to go in there?" <laughs> <laughs> I love Wally. Absolutely a blast. <laughs> yeah, I heard they can be. It could it could be a little much it's, sometimes. It's, but it's, it's a jungle in there. You know, <laughs> but you just swing rope and go. <laughs> <laughs> But you come out and 
you know, they have the rules and everything that they lay out. And Cam told me that this the this owners meeting that for this off season was one of the most productive that they've had. And I was like, kudos, you know, because you know, people change, you know, you get older, things like that. You you understand what's important to argue and what's not. Right. And this is all fun and games, guys. We can't let that you you can't take the fun out of it because then it just becomes a job. Then it just becomes something that you may find a little bit um, resentful after a, a little bit. So you got to keep it interesting. And I, I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. You know, you know I'm hoping <laughs> to keep, keep Krim around for, you know, five to seven seasons. And then I'm going to turn around and go back to SFLM and I'm going to make a tight end. You are? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Nice. So, so do you have your, do you have your thoughts as to how, how the, um, how you, the profile of your tight end will be? Like, do you know how the, the, how you want to build them? Roughly, but you know, okay. I'm, I'm not done with Krim. And, uh, the reason we gave, I have, I decided on the name Andre Krim was, well, it was my son's favorite football player in, in Necessary Roughness, the movie. Awesome. When he passed away, this was my way to um, give him honor him. Honor. Nice. And in return, last year I gave, what, for every sack I got, I gave $10 to the Canadian Mental Health Association. Oh, that's beautiful. So that means you gave 60 bucks. Yeah. Awesome. I'm proud of you, Andre. Yeah. You went through a lot of stuff and, you know, you came out clean on the other side. So, hey. Yeah. It was meant for you to. Now, I noticed that you had the number, um, I think it was 93. And yeah. yeah, 93. And now you're 78. Was there a purpose for that? It's Well, Andre Krim's number, well, Krim's number was 78 in the movie, right? In the movie. And I wore 78 when I was with the San Jose flight in the minors. Oh, right. How do you think that they did this year? You know, I love my boys from the flight. You know, um, Will Todd, mm-hmm. somebody better take him early because he is a one hell of a guy. You'll miss out if you don't. You know, um, and, you know, and a lot of the guys who played for coach last year came back and helped and helped with the team this year. Now, yeah, they had one win, but you know what? I know that locker room for a fact was a party because it was when I was there. <laughs> I got spoiled. That, that when I, and when I went to Mexico – I think I was thinking, you know, it's going to be the same as I was when I was with the flight, and it wasn't, you know? And I do know that for you, that made the difference. Everyone joins the league league for a different purpose. You know, you have those that just want the camaraderie and the friendship and a a locker room that's driven. You Then sometimes people just want to go somewhere where they can just kind of chill out and relax and kind of test the waters and see what's going on um so it just depends on what you want and as long as you're happy in the end that's all that matters because when you're happy you're gonna stay so. right <laughs> now when i as soon as i wanted that la i'm sorry you're muted just un. there, there we go <laughs> sorry about that. that got muted. But that was me. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> it happens. But um, I like it there right now. Mm-hmm. 
here's hoping it's like that until I'm ready to move on and, and start that team in Toronto. So. All right. Well, congrats. congratulations on the new move. And I wish you the best of luck on getting your team in Toronto. And I already know, like I was saying before, you're going to steal Mark Mello from me because he's, he's in there. He's up there. So I'm not too excited about that, but <laughs> long time coming. But thank you so much for being on. I oh, really you're welcome. You, Andre. Do you have any questions for me before I let you go? So how have you found being a general manager in this league? I found it to be an, a, a great experience. It is time consuming, especially if you care as much as I do. Um, you, you want your team to be happy. Like I spend a lot of time doing wellness checks on my guys. Now, unfortunately, since I've been trying to get my insurance license, I haven't been in my locker room as much as I normally would be. Um, but things are slowing down for me, so I'll be back there. But you know, I like to ask those questions, trying to get them engaged. Um, ask little questions like the two truths and a lie, things like that, or like what's your favorite weird food that you've ever had? Just try to keep them involved. And then I will go around to everybody individually and do a wellness check, and they already know. Like, wellness check, making sure that you're okay. If you need anything from me, please don't hesitate to ask, or if you just want to talk or whatever. And they're very appreciative of that, you know? And, and, and this, is, this is why you're so beloved in the league, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know? Well, I just, this is who Ashley is. And that's what, that's what I do. It's nothing pretentious. Um, if you met, if you met me in real life, anybody that has been around me that has worked with me, I do the exact same thing. So it's, it's easy for me because I'm the same. And I'm grateful that people can see that and that I, I really, they see the love that I actually have for my team. And I have the love that I have for this league. That's great. That's what matters. Anything else? No, I'm good, man. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. And, you know, I can't let you leave without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or a simple shout-out. Right now, the floor is yours. To all the quarterbacks in the NFL, I'm coming. Bye. Listen, <laughs> I would be scared, but... You don't, I'm not playing you this year. You're lucky. I know. <laughs> okay, you never know what the playoffs are going to be like, you know? Well, true. So I got some help now. So we'll see if you're going to be able to get through. <laughs> oh, I'll try. <laughs> All right. I'll see you later, Kim. Thank you. See you later, man. Bye. Bye.